Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Ma Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the small YouTube channel Fishing Kit. <laughs> yeah, he had to add that small part. Love that. Love that. Yeah, I had like six and a half subscribers. I'm working on I'm working on number seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So anybody who actually hears that voice, I think it's it's, it's pretty infamous voice, actually, to tell you the truth. But um, today we actually I like got the, a, I like notorious, you notorious. Know, notorious. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, notorious, yeah. notorious voice. I like that. I'm, I'm going to change the whole landscape a little bit. <laughs> so we got uh, Mr. Nick Smith with Informative Fisherman uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where, what under, what rock you're living under, but you guys got to check out his YouTube channel. It's pretty, pretty damn cool. Um, he was gracious enough to, to give us some time here, um, you know, through this COVID bullshit to, to kind of give us <laughs> opportunity to pick his brain a little bit, learn a little bit about bass fishing, learn a little bit about fishing itself, um, social media, everything. We're, we're gonna, everything's on the board and obviously beer too. So thank you so much, Nick, for joining us. <laughs> absolutely brother appreciate you guys having me on so uh always at the beginning I, I like to talk about what beer we're drinking today so today um this is a brand new beer i have never had this i saw it at the store it's called it's from cigar city brewing it's a uh, brewery uh down there in tampa florida and the beer I'm drink- yeah i i don't know i'm just took it it's a maduro maduro brown ale it's a brown ale so i like brown ales you know during the the, the winter here in central Iowa, we have snow today. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. So. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you drinking, Kit? Uh, I have an Iowa beer from Mr's Brewing Company. It is their Mr's Red IPA. It's a look, look at that sexy can right there, man. Oh, damn. Looks like that classic mud flap, you know, when you're following that 16 wheeler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. You're right. And then, you're, and then you, your girlfriend's trying to talk to you and you're like, you're like, oh, what, what? Because you were checking out the, yeah, the, the, the flaps. of a woman on a mud flap. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All was... right, Nick, what, what do you got? What, what are you drinking over there? Look, I'm not, I'm not as fancy as these guys. I'm drinking a Modelo Chilada. Nice. I got to have some tomato juice and some spice in my beer. Love it. These guys, uh, their facial hair game's a little bit stronger than mine, probably. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's a little patchy. Uh, I think it's try- never. You ever notice how when someone mentions an ale, like there's generally facial hair associated to the whole conversation? I don't know what that is. It, it seems to be a high percentage of the time. <laughs> Must be I, the beer. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm Asian, man. I can't really grow a beard. We can only grow like patches, man. We can, it's, Hey, Tyrese is the splotchiest dude in the business, and he still tries. That's eh, true, that. True. True. <laughs> cheers, 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 brother. Oh, cheers, cheers. <laughs> oh. It's not bad. Good brown ale. Um, I'm gonna have to try this when we go to Florida. One, well, whenever this stupid. I'll be there in. Uh, I'll be there in February. Oh, nice. Yeah, in uh, Tampa. Then I'll be back down to Miami. Cool. Nice. nice. Off to the glades. Mm. You're gonna be doing some fishing down there. I'm guessing. Yeah, I just gotta go poke some lips, hurt a few fish, take some pictures. You know, show some smiles. Mm. I thought about doing a. 
meme face 2021 you know when everybody does their fish selfie with a meme face what's what's up with that you guys ever notice that you guys get that in iowa much the the mean uh, face you know when dudes are posing with a with a fish selfie mm-hmm. and they don't look happy what's mm. up with oh that? yeah 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 they're like come on smile dude yeah, yeah. aren't you happy i mean you're taking a picture of it for crime and he sakes dude at least smile right <laughs> i'm i'm super happy because I, I i'm one of those novice fishermen so any fish i catch you can ask kit here he, I, i'm like the happiest guy when i get an eight inch crappie at times man i'm like oh man this guy's happy to catch bluegill exactly. minnows chubs Whoa, minnow. well <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what man i've been doing this my whole life and i'm still happy man Same. like dude i can go out and whack bluegill all day i'm cool with that exactly yeah. why not we fish because we fish with it's the love of the game man yeah it's, that's true I, that's true i don't need like insane standards every day like i get enough of that working in the industry you know yeah I just want to go out and hurt a little bluegill from time to time, you know, and maybe puff my <laughs> chest at it and send it back on its merry way. That's true. No. <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. All right, Nick. So since we're, uh, I just kind of want to get into, uh, since you've been in, in the industry, uh, since you brought that up and you've been in the YouTube game for what, 12 years now, you're kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah, he knows. You're, yeah, you're, you're, I want to say you're one of the OGs in the YouTube world. Yeah, I'd say um, the originator. There was a, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you the truth, though. There's two guys before me. Ooh. There was two guys before me. Uh, I forget the name of the one. He's gone. But then there was Roger the Bass Guide. And Roger was a little person, for real. And Roger was dope um, when he was doing all this stuff. I thought every fish Roger had was a teener. <laughs> I was tripping out. Like, Roger, dude, where are you catching all these donks, right? And nobody's addressing that Roger is a little person. I got I got a boy that's a little person, too, so I'm going to say it. I, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to use the proper terminology for everyone listening. But he's like, no, I was like a six and a seven. I'm like, damn, man, he's a long-arm champion of the world or something. And then later, Roger goes, hey, you know I'm a little person, right, man? And I'm like, oh, no wonder, bro. I'm, I'm six foot six. And I'm like, my sevens don't look like that. So... Yeah, Roger wasn't the long-arm champion of the world after all. It's just I was a Sasquatch, and he was smaller. So, you know, sometimes when it comes to fish pitcher taking time, I wish I was uh, a little bit smaller. But that's all right. No, for real, though, I was the first full-time fishing YouTuber. The very first. Uh, I had a, shoot, I was, I think, four or five years before anybody else did it. And what happened was when you talk about somebody being a YouTuber nowadays, they're actually talking about, doing youtube videos full time well i didn't really have that luxury because there wasn't google ads you know the ads in the beginning of everyone's videos Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that wasn't an option when i wanted to go full time i actually put full-fledged commercials i syndicated just like a tv show but on youtube and this is why like youtube does not like my channel anymore because essentially it's a tv show airing on youtube and they're like, Mm-mm, this guy's got too many contradicting ads to the stuff we're trying to stick on his videos. And they didn't like it because I used all like different music that I had licensing to. And, oh, yeah, man. YouTube algorithm did not like what I was doing. But, yes, I was the very first uh, full time fishing YouTuber. Nice. Uh, yeah. Man, so that... where did where did the idea for informative fishermen come from? Complete accident. Complete accident. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not that clever. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say, man, I had this all designed since I was 10, you know, I was, <laughs> I was out playing tag, right? And I was froze 
I was froze because I got tagged. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I was always into fishing hardcore. I love fishing. Ever since I was a little kid, I'd ask my dad, hey, can you buy me that fishing magazine? Oh, there's a fishing book. Can you get me this? Can you get me that? And so my dad like supported it to where he would always take me out. And he, he enjoys fishing, but he's not obsessed with it like I am. So what happened was pre, pre-social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, MySpace, pre-before that, we had bulletin board systems which were websites that you would actually type in the web address. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old you guys are, so you may remember this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm 40. Oh. I'm for, I just turned 40 this year. Oh, so okay. I, I know what yeah. you're talking See, about, yeah. My Asian boys right here, they, they, these dudes look young, man. I could never know. You know? <laughs> Us white guys, we show our age a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, it's the no facial hair thing. I don't see any white on them. You know, they'd have to pop their hats off for me to take a look. Oh, uh, you don't want to see it. It's, yeah. it's all yeah. right up here. <laughs> it's all right. No, but uh, <laughs> oh, where was I going with that? I was, I was saying something, but no, it's uh, I was on a fishing forum and I was talking to this guy and he actually was in California and he was uh, from the island of Sri Lanka. And he went back to Sri Lanka, and this is when they first got low-profile bait casting reels. And he was like, hey, I don't know how to use these things. So I started to, like, type up a reply. But, man, Dr. Seuss was, like, the max level of my reading skills, you know, for uh, being able to type things. I, I, was, a, I was a Dr. Seuss specialist. <laughs> but so I started typing back to this dude, and I'm like, what the hell am I even trying to say right here? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm typing. I asked my dad. I'm like, hey, let me use your little digital video camera. Remember, they take like little 30 second video clips. Yep. You remember that? That's all they could do. But the, the quality was super janky. Right. <laughs> so I go to the garage and I'm showing how to use this low profile bait casting reel. And I just heard about YouTube. I was watching. I don't know. I was watching some dog videos or something. Don't judge me. Um, but so I'm like, oh, let me, let me make a channel and stick it on here. And this was before informative fisherman. It was actually called USP 11. I'll explain that at a later time. Um, but this is my personal account. And I stuck this video on there and dude was like, oh, thanks, man. Well, like three something months go by and uh, he goes, Hey, do you see how many views that video has? I said, no. And of course I forgot my password. So I I went in and had to figure that out. And uh, it was like almost 60,000 views or just over 60,000 views. Jesus. And everyone's like, dude, you got to make more videos. Yeah, this is like the most informative video I've ever seen. And another guy goes, he should call himself informative fisherman. I said, thanks. Stole. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> what? And, uh, and then I went and made the channel, man. And uh, I would just dabble like here and there once every month or every other month. I would stick a video on there and, you know, right timing. Um, I happened to be a guy that was very competitive and I knew what I was talking about and I used to edit music. That's actually most, most people don't know this about me in high school. I sold beats and cause I had a lot of friends in Oakland and in the hip hop industry. And I used to make beats and sell beats, make digital beats on Fruity Loops and what have you and cool edit. I don't know if you guys ever heard of those. Yeah. I've heard um, of Fruity Loops. <laughs> yeah. But I would sell them a pre sound click oh. and I would sell them. And that's actually how I rented my first apartment selling beats. And so video editing was very similar to music editing. So that it's kind of how it carried over that I knew all about fishing. I knew how to edit my own videos. And then I asked my dad to start shooting it. And next thing you know, different, um, different companies in the fishing industry reached out to me. And uh, the owner of P-Line, the fishing line company goes, why don't you put a commercial break in the end of your video and, uh, or in the middle of your video? I would like that. And I'd be willing to pay for that. And I said, well, like, how much would you be willing to pay, man? And he's like, throws out this price. And I go, uh, how about this price? Like, no. I said, okay, well, how about this price? I said, no. I'm like, 
All right, how about this? Okay, but I want two videos a month. Okay, okay. And that's where it all let off, man. Oh, it wow. just, it, it kind of just started rolling from there. And I ended up becoming a, an industry spokesperson. I'm the, the Savage Gear spokesperson for the United States, um, Headbanger, P-Line. It's crazy, man. This uh, one thing, Monster Bass. Nice. Wow. You know, it's uh, right time, right place. Go for, Yeah, exactly. Go figure. I mean, who knew that YouTube was, well, I mean, I, obviously some people knew, um, but. Some. And Not then, me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but you never anticipated that to to blow you up. You know what I'm saying? You did no, something no. to actually help someone else learn how to use a, a product, and you were not. You want to hear something even crazier, bro? What's that? I was working for one of Elon Musk's first companies. Okay. Yeah, in the computer industry, it was called EverDream, and Dell bought it. And I was working for Dell, and I'm like dude, I got this idea. I could do this video thing full time. So I wrote like the most epic roast letter saying what it's like actually working for monkeys. And like, dude, I, 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 I had to make sure I could not step backwards, but yeah, no, yeah. I ended up getting stocks in that company and doing pretty good. And, oh, but yeah, worked for Elon Musk for a while. Even met the guy, didn't know who he was. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> and it's crazy that what, what the world turns in, in like 10 years. You never I know. I kicked his ass in foosball, too. I just want to clarify. Mm. <laughs> you know what would be crazy? If he watched fishing videos and he watches your videos, but then he doesn't realize that you worked for him. <laughs> no, what would be even crazier is he, he actually remembered you kicked his ass in foosball. I hope he does. <laughs> hey, that's our goal, kid. We got, we, got, we got to get Elon Musk on this. <laughs> oh, you may be able to get us to Mars, Elon, but I will stomp your ass any day of the week in a foosball game. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. So that. when you're creating these videos and everything, Nick, um, where did you learn your skill set, man? Like like your technique, your, your fishing knowledge, all that. Because it, it takes years and years and years. And sometimes people still don't know, you know, the, the tidbits, little things that you even you mentioned in your video. So where did you learn all that stuff from? Um, you know, it, it's a matter of, and I'm going to say this, this is kind of an ide ideology I live by. 75% education, 25% time on the water. Yes, it's, it's much harder to acquire the 25% because you are trying to translate what you interpreted from the literature that you've picked up and actually read. So for example, I can, hand, I can, I can write how to uh, Ned rig in the late fall die off 50 degree below water. And I can write a whole tutorial on how to do this. And I can give you guys this literature and you can read it and you can know just as much as I do and think about this. But when we go to the water, it's how I apply it that makes me superior. So even though people say time on the water makes you a better angler, it does. You can know just as much as me, but can you remember to apply it? Can you stay calm in the pocket, not get stir crazy and, and reach back into this, you know, phyllodex or index that you have in the back of your mind and say, oh, I know how to do this. And now I know how to apply this because of this scenario. And it's just because I, I can go out there and I can teach you, I can, I can tell you nothing, all right? We can go out there and you can read nothing, I can read everything, and we'll take turns on the front of the boat, we'll rotate. And the guy who's reading about this stuff will win. But you may actually have learned something on your own and then you applied it to what you learned. So for example, I read a ton of this stuff as a kid. I would walk down to my local community lake in Fremont, California, uh, Lake Elizabeth, Central Park Lake, whatever you want to call it. I would fish there. This is a man-made small lake. 
Like there ain't nothing pretty. This ain't natural at all. And I would figure out how to use these techniques um, that I would read about, that I read about, and I would try to apply it to my scenario and learn more and more trial and error. And then I realized that I can build upon these techniques. You know, you look back and you say, okay, let's, let's look at golf a hundred years ago. Who was the best back then? And then Tiger Woods nowadays. Well, Tiger Woods learned from all these other guys' mistakes and their literature and their techniques. But of course, Tiger Woods is going to spank whoever was the best a hundred years ago. He's got modern day tooling and he's able to reapply everybody else's learning experiences to that guy's original experiences and his techniques. So you can build upon it. So for me, it was definitely reading um, and then being able to go out there and apply it. And it was my obsession. I'm literally obsessed with fishing. Uh, I don't know if you, how much of my videos you guys watch. Um, my problem is like uh, people are always asking me for more videos. I'm too busy fishing. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's the truth. All right. There's the hard truth. Yes, I am a busy guy. I do travel all over, but I am generally too busy fishing. That's it in a nutshell, man. It's Dang. like, yeah. I, I wish I could just produce a million videos like everybody else, but they're spending more time editing than fishing. And for me, dude, I, I, I live for the next bite every night. You know, I get to fish almost every single day, guys. And when I'm going to bed, I'm thinking about the next bite. I really am. I'm thinking about the next technique. It doesn't go away. It's an obsession. Take fishing for what it is. Like if you love getting out there, tell yourself you don't need to be the best and, and pick a couple techniques that you like to do and really focus on those. You know, it, you don't have to be crazy gung ho about it like me. If you want to be a UFC fighter, you may not have the knockout power of Conor McGregor, but it doesn't mean you can't be a UFC fighter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And um, just so everybody, yeah, they got to go check out your your channel and the last couple episodes you did. And the reason being was um, you mentioned it because I, I think you uh, you said you don't have a go-to lure. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, don't, I don't. I really don't. don't. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Cause, um, and then you always say, try something new. Whenever you go to a new lake or whatever, try, just try something new. And I think you, I think that helps you learn. So that's, that's pretty cool of you that, that, that to tell it, that. To it people. does. It really does. So I, I'm, I'm going to give you guys like a, a simple analogy here. Everybody knows what a, a wacky rig Senko is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. So. <laughs> okay, so so okay. Before we go a little bit further, Nick. Okay, so I'm trying to get this guy because he he's he's a, he, he's a wiper fisherman. He's a catfish fisherman. Oh no! I'm trying to get him into to largemouth. He's he's slowly turning into to, to the bass fishing, but he's still a uh, white bass, uh, a wiper, a catfish guy, crappie guy, everything else. But he's just not really quite into the the, the largemouth yet. All right, I was just joking. I I think I know what a wacky rig senko rig. It's where you hook the plastic worm in the middle, right? I don't yep. know all the bass terms, but okay, that's how okay. I do it. Oh boy, we're it gonna is... get we're gonna get ripped on this kid. <laughs> get him! Get him in the comments, guys. Just everybody, just comment weak, and we'll know what he's talking about. <laughs> Love it. Oh man. No, but it's like it's like the most generic, simple rig in bass fishing. But it 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 works a lot of the time. If I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys some general science of predator species. This this could be bass, smallmouth bass, black bass could be striped bass, could be wipers. Wipers and striped bass um, tend to be both scavenger and predator. Same thing with trout. Um, same thing with crappie. 
And what this means is they'll eat something dead as often as they'll eat something alive. That's all that means. In regards to bass fishing, a bass prefers to eat something alive, always. Uh, to where if it just sits there and it's doing nothing, even if it smells good, you're, they're rarely ever going to eat it. Um, Crawdad can sit there dead. They're just not going to eat it unless it was falling, it looked alive, and it tricked them to eat it. Bass and most predator species have an efficiency thing. That's where they receive higher protein for the amount of energy they expend eating that food source. And that's kind of how it goes. Protein deteriorates um, when it starts to die. Okay, but scavenger species will sit there and just scavenge along the bottom and eat. So that being said, if you're throwing a wacky rig worm and it's wiggling and it looks alive, the fish needs to be hungry to eat it. Okay, uh, they can analyze it. It's moving slow. It's falling down in front of them, moving slow. If they are not hungry, uh, just like both of you guys right now, let's 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 use this as an example. Say, all right, we all just ate Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, don't have more than six people in your house if you live in California, even though I have seven living in my house. So they're going to arrest me uh, the morning <laughs> of Thanksgiving. Thanks, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Anyhow, so you guys, all right, we just finished Thanksgiving. You guys hammered tons of spring rolls. You got some thumb coon. You got that papaya salad. You're down in it. Uh, the, the family brought over some bomb lop. Okay. You ate all that. You be hungry, dude. Some lop, <laughs> some lop on top of the turkey. All right. But you're stuffed. All right. So then I walk in and I say, all right, y'all, check this out. I got dessert. And you're like, nah, 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 nah. I'm stuffed, man. I'm stuffed, right? And I, and I sit it in front of you. And you're like, nah, I don't want it. But then I take the bowl of dessert and I toss it at your face. What do you do? <laughs> What do you do? You use your hand to try to deflect that thing, right? Yeah. Well, do fish have hands? No. No, they don't. They have a mouth. They use their mouth just like we do hands to push something away or get it out of my face. Or what is that? And they analyze it just like we pick it up and hold it. They analyze with their mouth. And this is referred to as a reaction to where when people ask me, do I need a million fishing lures? And, and I say, no, you can take a wacky rig Senko. But if they're not hungry, they may not eat it unless you land literally on their nose and it's a French fry and they say, hey, I'll eat it anyways. But if I use a lure that forces them to react like the old school Bill Lewis rattle trap and it goes by their face and that, same, that fish goes, get the hell out of here and swats it. Well, now he's hooked on the side of the face. And I may be able to trick a bunch more fish that day that were willing to react because I knew they were there than you were able to get to eat on the wacky worm. But let's say tomorrow the clouds are moving in the pressure's dropping these suckers are hungry they're going to ignore that rattle trap and eat the crap out of that senko so this is general science in regards to predator species fishing and even though like my, my man right here he's talking about you know liking to catch you know different species the reason why bass fishermen fish for bass is because it's mother nature's chess game it's a constant enigma of changing science and analyzing what's going on for those couple hours of the day and it's going to change that afternoon it's going to change in the evening don't get me wrong i love to crack open a beer um throw a chicken liver on a hook and chill and wait for a catfish to bite it but it, when it comes to the master class of fishing it's definitely bass fishing for sure hey mm. we got learned man <laughs> hey, hey, i've never heard it heard it put in like kind of the science that that you just put it yeah i never heard I it put it. that way before it's not that the bass are the hardest fighting, dude. Wipers and stripers and big channel cats pull way harder than bass. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I still love to catch those too, man. But <laughs> but 
you can't go. So like, let's say you're catching catfish in a spot. You go out the next day, you catch them again. But for bass fishing, let's say it's that same scenario. We're catching them here on the wacky rig. Next day we come out and it's like, they're not up where we're casting. Ooh, the sun's up higher. Uh, pressure's going up. I bet you these fish moved out deeper. So we back the boat off or we look a little farther out on the bank and we say, there's the nearest deep spot. And we tie up a, another very popular rig, the drop shot rig, which has got a weight on the bottom and a worm suspended up from it. And we throw out that drop shot. And because we knew the pressure went up, the sun's out, clear skies, no clouds. Next thing you know, we're in their face again, nailing them again. But that person who didn't acquire that puzzle piece of knowledge that just understood the wacky rig because that's all they fish, didn't learn about the drop shot and didn't notice the difference of conditions. And his same fish were only 80 feet away from the spot he was casting, but he never touched them. And then you guys come behind him with me in the boat and you guys know that piece of information and you go well if we we're catching them right here yesterday they're probably right there and bam 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 and that has nothing to do with luck and that's my favorite part about high level angling the more you learn and the more you're able to apply it the less luck's involved because i'm really not that lucky <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I suck at luck games i'll tell you that much man that's dude that's a great analogy though uh like like kit was just saying man that um i like that the, the way you explain that it's, it's like uh <clears throat> i think you brought that to a, a, a grade school level for a person like myself to be able to understand and hopefully i can take i'm just it. reminding myself man don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh i kind of want to backtrack to those little thanksgiving um you mentioned some laos dishes well yeah I'm let's from... talk yams <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm from laos and from what I understand, your wife is from Laos. You so, got it. All right. So I'm. Savaidi. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I'm just assuming, but um, uh, you eat fish, don't you? I'm just going to go out there and say that you've had some non-normal, like normal dishes, just fried fish, battered fried. I'm talking about like the Laos traditional dishes. Is there, yeah. a, is there a particular fish dish that you like prefer over anything else? Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know mokba. Yeah, mokba. I have like my brother-in-law makes it every now and then when he comes over, and then my friends own the Green Papaya Restaurant that was on Guy Fieri show. Yeah. Um, so they hook it up all the time. I actually like to cook, but don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. So whoever's listening, yeah, yeah, if you come to my place, man, don't expect me to cook for you because I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no uh bro it's like it's like the lao version of uh like the filipino dish synagogue you ever heard of that oh it, it's like a tamarind style soup it's like a uh i guess it would be considered like a, a lao thai fusion style um you guys know Ludacris, the rapper he owns those restaurant series called straights yeah no yeah yeah they have this uh it's like a fusion type of dish it's more more thai style so i guess it really wouldn't be considered lao so mokba is probably the probably going to be like authentic lao style mm -hmm. for me all right let, let's just forget the last just whatever southeast asian fish <laughs> dish that you enjoy <laughs> oh shoot dude I don't, I don't know if there's one i don't that, yeah. yeah, that's uh, true i hear you the, on that were you talking about the tamarind soup that's like uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangpa. Oh, okay. is, is it like sour? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah has, it has like sourness, yeah, sweet, like sour, savory, all in one. Yeah, that's what's up, dude. Yeah. yeah. Do you go in it on the fish head too? I'm pretty sure they throw the fish head in there. I ain't tripping. 
<laughs> I ain't tripped, dude. Nothing scares me, man. <laughs> Nothing that walks the face of this earth scares me. Well, except my kids. They're pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing is, people got to go see that video of you uh, when you had... Um, when they came oh, that cocoon, when they made that cocoon, yeah, Madonna, yeah, when they made that green papaya. I was just talking to kid about this. I was like, dude, I saw it the other day because I, I was watching your channel the other day. I was like, going backwards, just watching whatever, and I was like, my gosh, crappy freaking cocoon. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. That was fun. I like, shit. we gotta try that. Yeah, Kapoon's see, pretty good. Yeah, cocoon is pretty good. And For those was, that don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a Lao curry noodle dish. So good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nana, I think Nana made the capoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. uh, man, I'm telling you, dude, after I watched that, I was like, I think I was so late to it. And I was like, God, I'm so hungry, man. I, was like, I watched that episode. I was like, I got, I, man, I was telling my wife, my, my wife's Vietnamese. So she, she makes different types of dishes, a little bit different. I was like, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta tell her she's gotta learn how to make capoon. I mean, I love her foot is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. That's what's her, up, dude. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> Kapoon, she's got to learn to make it now because I'm just like, all right. After watching that 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 episode, I was like, all right, uh-huh. I gotta have this man. That, that looks too too badass, man. <laughs> so good. I, I think a lot of my jokes were going over Nana's head. Christina, she got it. She got all my corny jokes. Yeah. Those right. Fish wraps were bomb too, man. Oh yeah, mm. fun pie. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, yeah. It was interesting how she she made it because my wife does the Vietnamese people. They do a little bit different. The Vietnamese culture, they how how they. Uh-huh. A little bit different than uh, uh, the Laotian style, and even my like, the yeah, China, yeah, yeah, it's totally different. But it's it's all similar at the end of the day. Oh, it's all about the sauce and uh, the, how you marinate the uh-huh. food and everything. Uh-huh. Now, l- let me tell you guys, since we're talking about food right here, so the best part about professional angling is ain't it a, it's not a fitness contest. It has nothing to do with how fit we are. It has everything to do with our brains and being able to think. So this is great. You can be as fat or as old as you want. And still be an expert angler. But <laughs> that is true. Actually, yes. speaking of that, did you ever fish in tournaments or do you ever want to fish in tournaments competitively? And 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 how often do you do that if you do? In the past, I did. Okay. Uh, when I was first getting started, I did. Um, once I started featuring um different experts and different professionals on the show, it kind of became like a ethical conflict in a sense that a lot of the pro guys I was featuring on the show, we were ending up in the same tournaments and like it was a lake that they were showing and it was some of their spots. And then it was, did Nick fish my spots or did he fish my spots? And the money on the smaller level tournaments was not worth uh, me being there, even causing that issue. So I, I stepped back from the tournament angling, um, probably in the next four or five years here i'm, I'm probably gonna go fish flw tour um once my kids are a little bit older i, I love that level of the game uh, i get to fish with the best of the best in the world uh, on a regular basis so um yeah you know i'm i'm very competitive in that i'm not going to toot my own horn I'd, I'd rather let um finishes speak for themselves um but yeah no i've, I've won i've won a few um pretty pretty good sized tournaments out here in the past and uh, no i love competitive fishing but I'm going to explain something uh, to your viewers that I think might be considering competitive fishing uh, versus just having fun recreational fishing and in the steps that they should take. Right away, a lot of people that bass fish for one or two years, they want to get into tournament fishing and they want to go pro. Um, I'll tell you what, guys, you could go fish with a pro or an expert. Like, let's say hypothetically, you jump on my boat with me 
Okay. I teach you one rig um, and you get a couple of really big fish that day and you actually catch them better than me. That let's say that happens two or three times in a row. And you're like, wow, I'm beating Nick. I am beating Nick. Hey babe, I beat Nick's ass. I beat that ass, babe. I'm going pro. I'm going pro tomorrow. Hell, I'm going to win us a hundred grand in this next tournament. Conditions change so much. Areas change, scenarios change, time of year changes. There is so much involved. Do not be quick to try to fish on the pro side. Fish the co-angler side of tournaments. If you're thinking about tournament fishing, sign up as a co-angler. You get to fish with the guys that are running pro on the front of the boat. The co-angler side, guys, it's like it's almost less than the cost of a guided bass trip uh, for most tournaments you sign up for. And you guys get to see the pro on the front of the boat not holding back. You will learn so much. If you are ever thinking about fishing bass tournaments, fish as a co-angler for a minimal of four years. Not joking. Use it like a, like a college degree, a four-year college degree, um, because these guys, there's guys like me that have fished their whole life, all right? You may want to just stick to a couple of lakes that you know and, and fish as a co-angler on those lakes. But once you get into like um, the tour level where you're traveling across the country, guys that have fished their whole life will consistently have the edge on you. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to get over on your brain. You're going to think you're not doing something right. There's just these small pieces they've acquired to get this extra bite here, get this extra bite there, do this to get a little bit bigger of a fish. So if you fish on the co-angler side, if you've been bass fishing, let's say your whole life, or you've been bass fishing for the last five or six years, still do the co-angler side, still do the co-angler side. It, it's good. Um, especially because tournament fishing is so different. It is so different. You have time schedule. You have the pressure. If something's not working, you better make sure you find something that does. You got to get the best five fish. Pressure's on. It's a completely different element than going out there and just fishing on the weekend, being able to analyze it. If we catch them, we catch them. If we don't, we don't. Your brain is in a completely different place. Some people can't tournament fish and some people excel at tournament fishing because their brain doesn't have a problem performing under pressure. Really take that into consideration if you're thinking about competitive bass fishing. That is, oh, that's wow. great. I've never even heard of the uh, the co-angler uh, aspect of it. It's awesome. Yeah. Every every big tournament typically has a co-angler side. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, but I guess I guess I never really like put any thought into it. I didn't realize it was like an actual role that you know someone could take. Uh huh. Huh. But I, I like yeah. the way. You... No, definitely look into it. Yeah, I like the way you. Um put that as like it's like getting an education it's an education four years and you literally get the chance to learn from the best and see how they do yep. certain things and might as well take all the knowledge you can and absorb it so yeah no that's that's awesome man I, that, that makes sense some of the some of the best anglers i know now that are pros fished on the co-angler side for like six seven eight years you guys wow. so if you're listening to this don't think like I, I know a lot of the guys fishing major league fishing tour fished as a co-angler for lots of years and they're they're the best of the best in the world now and so they use that opportunity to educate themselves and once you go pro it's hard to go back to a co-angler because guys that you're fishing with are like well i know you went i know you fished this thing pro too and they don't want to share the information they'll hold back get comfortable on the co-angler side get comfortable with tournament fishing and, and you'll know you'll know when it's time I'm not going pro anytime soon in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> he, he, he's thinking about it. I've seen the look on his face. He's thinking about it. Mm. I'm no, I, think, I, lo I love this thing too much, man. 
<laughs> and then you know when he catch a fish while i'm having one of these I, i'm sorry i love that too much i i'm super competitive like you said um and, but if i get into that then i just it, it would take the joy out of it for me in a way you know what i mean it like can. It and, can. yeah absolutely. And, and that and that's the thing i was like I, I love fishing like this morning i woke up you know i i got four daughters okay i got seven awesome. and yeah seven and under and i'm like i woke up at four this morning to go fish for a walleye because it's cold as right now here and you know and and, and they're biting because because this guy told me hey they're biting and he took me the other day and i caught some walleyes and i you know caught some today and it was fun it was just you know I, there was no pressure that's i awesome. just you know just i i i absorbed the 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 view that's just the sun coming up and yeah, yeah the ambience I, man exactly yeah. and, and if i get into tournament fishing I, I would be super competitive but then it would just like you saying it would kind of take the fun away from me i mean i mean we may we're gonna do some tournaments i think just for fun not nothing yeah uh, you know just uh that's what we want to do uh i think these organizations can use the money yeah absolutely help out yeah contribute man you'll you'll meet a lot of great fishermen at these tournaments too you'll actually meet people that love to do what you love to do and are better than you so dude what (laughs) what better than that no that's true that is very true like dude i can learn how to beat the hell out of these fish that way when my buddies come fish with me again i'm walking around like kevin van dam yep <laughs> walk around yep. doing the conor mcgregor walk yeah just swinging the arm <laughs> don't worry i got this hand me your rod i'll rig your bait <laughs> that's true though just yeah. relax bro i'll take it off the hook <laughs> All right, I I gotta crack open a second beer. Yep, me too. I crack open. Good call. I cracked open a uh, um a Boone Valley uh Roxy Irish Red. By the way, this one because we had this one uh, a while back on our the podcast, and I just decided to kind of go dark beer. Like I said, snow today. We, I don't even think we were supposed to get snow today. Um, but we I, we yeah, we I didn't know it was supposed to snow either until I left. Basically, I left work. I was like, huh? There's yeah. you know what they say time. about drinking? It's safer in numbers. No way. <laughs> Huh? I don't know. I don't know if that's about drinking or not. <laughs> Anyways, I got a I got a Deschutes from uh, was it Oregon, right? Yeah, Bend, yeah. Oregon. So just north of you, Nick. Yeah, you're right. I got family up there. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you, do you drink IPAs, Nick? This is an IPA. Uh, man, I'm I'm simple when it comes to my beer. Simple. So, yeah. uh, Corona, Modelo Chilada, anything girly. Oh, except Zima. I can't do the Zima. Oh, thing, man. oh man, you're 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 aging our, us now when you said that, man. I don't think you is that even around anymore. I don't think so. Hey, you got you guys you guys want an epic story for your listeners right here? <laughs> yeah, let's hear so check it. this out. A lot it. of people think I'm country because I'm a hardcore fisherman. Well, I'm an inner city person all the way. I, I grew up in the city, okay. But I all my family are like rednecks, okay. <laughs> so I got this cousin. Uh, I won't say his name just just for entertainment value in case he watches this on my Facebook or something <laughs> and or <laughs> listens to it. And he invites me out to this con- uh, country town. It's called Mariposa, right? And he's like, "Hey, we're having a party this weekend. You and my best friend's name's Nick as well. Just like so, it's Nick and Nick." And he's like, you and Nick got to come out to this party, man. We're getting hammered. The girls are going to be there. It's going to be off the hit, off the hook, man. You got to come out. So we're like, all right. So we go out there. We roll up, right? It's like middle of nowhere in the boondocks, man. It's this little house. We go in there. There's like 15 to 20 cowboys and like three chicks, man. And one of them's like full nine-month pregnant. And it's like, what? What? Is, what? 
what? We just drove two hours to get here, man. And we're like, where's all the booze, right? Because me and Nick were like, well, let's just drink. We go to the kitchen. There's a, one Zima left. For all those people, they had a six pack of Zima. <laughs> oh, man, it was so bad. It was so bad. So Nick and I are like, well, we better go to the grocery store, man. So as we go out front, we walk back to the front of the house, and there's these two cowboys fighting each other, throwing <laughs> blows, man, right in the front yard. So me and Nick were like, oh, hell yeah, let's watch this fight, right? And it's breaking out. And he's like, no, you owe me. You owe me, one dude. Like, you owe me while he's beating the hell out of this other guy. You owe me. And we're like, what, what does he owe him? Like, I'm asking my cousin, like, what, is, what does he owe him? Dude, he, owe, he owes him 10 bucks. Oh, boy. And I'm like, 10 bucks, man. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Tell him to stop kicking his ass for a minute. Hey, bro, I got the 10 bucks, man. So I'm like, I'm gonna, here's the 10 bucks. And then they, they, they squared up. Oh, we're cool. We're cool. So they bro hug. And we went to the liquor store and we saved the day, man. But that was my first experience at being a hero. Oh, boy. <laughs> Zima. So so people are wondering, like, um, if, if our listeners or uh, watchers don't know what Zima is. Like I said, I don't know if it's still around. It's like a, um, a clear... I think back in the day, it was like a clear beer slash wine cool, right? Some, some, right? Was, I would say it was the first form of like Smirnoff ice. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That yeah, was... but weaker, but weaker. And like, there's no way you're copping a buzz off of six of them. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And there was like 30 people that were planning on getting hammered with six Zimas. <laughs> yeah. The math wasn't right. It was no good. That's, that's not 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 great oh, not man. a great party man by the way on that one sorry it's all good captain and coke save the day man there you go always does man <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i i see some of your videos also uh just going back a little bit nick that you know you take your daughter out and it's really cool to see that uh-huh. my daughter uh-huh. my, my oldest one is seven and my my second one is five and they're, they're getting to that zone where i want to take them you know more out i want to but uh-huh. they have the fishing kit nose. They have the two minute, you know, attention span. Uh-huh. Now. So, I mean, what do you recommend to a person like me that's trying to get their their daughters or even the sons, you know, at that age, how to get them more excited and how to get them more into the, you know, fishing and everything? So I'll tell you what, my, my oldest daughter, she's 10 and she, she's not into fishing at all. But so I'm going to give you an experience for like how I would help her. Uh, my eight-year-old daughter is a hardcore tomboy who loves fishing. Uh, she'll go out in the rain and snow. So I don't even count that. Like that, I don't have to pull her leg at all, man. She's she's dying to go. She was inside the house trying to beat me in Fortnite uh, a minute ago. <laughs> and so, like for my oldest daughter, you have to associate comfort, especially in the winter. Like winter and summer. Like I don't even suggest taking your kids out in the winter or summer. Like honestly, spring and fall uh, when it's real comfortable days. And make sure you are on fish. Like, if you're not certain that you're going to catch them, don't take them out. Because positive reinforcement is so huge for kids, especially nowadays with video games and everything's instantaneous, you know, in their life. They're so used to instant gratification. If they have to be patient, their patience is associated with boredom. Um, And I I find myself doing that, too. Like, I'll, I'll watch a video for, like, two minutes. And then, like, I'm checking my email at the same time or somebody else talks to me and I, I can't focus. It's, it's really weird. I think that's going for all of us nowadays. We're so used to instantaneous stimulation 
to where if I take my 10 year old out, it's like, it's going to be something that I'm certain of like bluegills, red ears, crappie, something that I, I know I'm catching them or I went the day before, or I went that morning and I found them. I'm going to wait for it to warm up. Then I'll go get her. I'll go get her a warm, hot chocolate from Starbucks and take her out there and plan. Don't ever plan more than two hours with your kids. This is the problem. Me, like I want to go from sun up to sundown. And even if they have a great time, like just because we haven't caught a good one in the last five hours, <laughs> doesn't mean we should go home early. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't, you can't be that guy. Like the whole focus and, and I'll tell you what, don't even pick up a rod yourself because kids, they, they love your attention, man. Like I started to pick up a rod when I, when I went and did that Maloney shoot with Lila on the show and I, I put it down, I put it down and I just helped her and have fun the whole time. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about you fishing. Just be their hands, be their hands and have a good time with it and laugh and just have fun with casting, you know, in a couple hours, but make sure, make sure the fish are there. And if not, just have a good time and only make it an hour and say, Hey, we'll try again another day. Just, just keep it positive, yeah. you know, and jam out to their favorite positive music on the way there, you know, bust out that tangle, get that Rapunzel going, you know, what's up, you know, <laughs> get, get that, get that frozen music rolling dad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Yeah, storm blows white on the river tonight. There's some crappie to be had. Yeah. <laughs> like that. We're going to catch him, sweetheart, because I'm your favorite, Dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think, I, think, I think you have a little bit of experience there taking some girls uh, fishing there, bud. <laughs> I have to. My son's even worse. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Dude. Ugh. Almost passed out at the dentist this morning with that dude. Oh, so many, so many battles to be won. It's hard, man. William Wallace wanted all this freedom. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard one of your podcasts. You, you were you really serious? You going wanted to become a comedian at one point? Yeah, in your life? I love comedy, man. I, dude, I love it. The more I drink, the worse it gets. You would be pretty damn good at ah, get a couple beers into you. You'd be good. The problem is, I I uh, lose my filter if I start drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey but but nowadays with the, with the comedians there there is no filter the the comedians out there nowadays they're they're, they're coming back i guess in a way because i've been i could I, appreciate that yeah and yeah. in the uh, in the pc world we live in today it's nice having a no filter comedian yeah it's crazy though man i'm so observant i walk into a room and i can just spot the judgmental people instantly <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole problem with kleptomaniacs they take everything seriously yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever um have you ever been to Iowa? I know I know you're in California, so yeah, people are wondering. He he lives in Northern California. Um I know I um, people who follow me know that I, I used to live there, but you ever been to Iowa? Ever been fishing in Iowa or anything like that? Bro, if it wasn't for that Afro man song because I got high, I probably wouldn't know about Iowa. <laughs> oh man. Cause I owe her. <laughs> Are you sure you hear who wasn't talking about Ohio? Because yeah. people get it mixed up. Yeah. No, I know the difference. My <laughs> wife's from actual Ohio. She's from Columbus. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Well, she's from Laos, came to Columbus, then then NorCal. Yeah. Oh. Well, hey, uh, we're coming up on ice fishing season soon here, Nick. I wanted to know, have you ever ice fished? Bro, I'd probably die. Oh, I'm just gonna keep it real, man. I'd probably die out there. You gotta experience it at least yeah. once. I want to, I want to, I went to uh, Wisconsin and I caught that big ass pike and they were telling me, oh, you got to come back during ice fishing season. 
and all I can think was like shrinkage. <laughs> man, oh man, that's scary. I, I'm not gonna lie, Dude, it's cold. <laughs> like how, like how cold is it for you guys when you guys are going out ice fishing? Keep it real. Like, what's the temperature outside? Okay, so it it, it gets normally when we go ice fishing anywhere between. Um, I would say zero to about zero degrees. Okay. But the bad thing is, oh, the, hell but, no, no. No. I haven't said the bad part yet. The bad part is the windshield pa- factor. So it depends on the windshield. Um, I mean, <laughs> it can get rough. It, it, we, we've been I, I'm ice fishing like minus 15, minus 20. And then with the windshield, it, it might be like minus 30 ish. Yeah, that's, that's like the extreme. That's when it yeah, gets like pretty extreme. rough. Yeah. But I mean, I, I would say normally, yeah. I mean, zero degrees with is probably about normal um, when we go ice fishing here. And and like, go ahead. for me, the moment that it is above thirty two degrees, my coat's coming off because my line isn't freezing to my eyes. Like I'm 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 like moving around outside. As soon as it hits above freezing, like thirty three degrees, like man, this is warm. I love it. Uh, so you, are you guys in those like little huts, like on the grumpy old man movies? We we can be if it's a rough day. Like I say, when like the 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 worst when it's like minus ten and the windshield is like minus thirty, most likely um, I'll set up a tent. You might go outside for like a minute or two, a couple minutes to you know you know go to different holes or whatnot. But yeah, those those days are kind of rough. But this guy like Kit Kit really loves to run and gun. So yeah, I like to be mobile when I'm ice fishing which is uh, kind of hard because you're just looking straight down and to be mobile while you're, you know, the area that you can fish is just straight down. You have to move. You have to be constantly moving, drilling holes. So as long as it's um, not too cold to, to the point where my, my uh, line is freezing to my rod because the water collects on your eyes and since it's so uh-huh. cold outside, Good everything's eye. freezing. <laughs> Like if I can get a, get by without it freezing constantly. Oh Lord, have mercy. And I'm, I'm there. Like there's icicles on my line. I'm, I'm oh. putting my mouth melting it. You're not you're not selling him on it right now, man. Oh, dear God, <laughs> it's it's. I'm telling you though, Nick, you, you gotta try. If you're gonna try, you might as well try it with us because I almost guarantee you, you'll have a good time. Yeah. If, if you ever thought I, I fishing, right. if you ever thought fishing was a struggle. Wait until you go ice fishing and your line's freezing and the wind's blowing, snow's going. Now that's a struggle. <laughs> so it, it makes you appreciate every fish you catch. Exactly. So I'll return the favor. You guys do that crap to me. I'll invite your asses out when it's 110 degrees. I'll be like, boys, <laughs> we're going out on the Delta. So, All right. but keep in no mind, swimming. in Iowa, we get, see, this is the thing. Our summer is disgusting. So we we get to a point where sounds it's like, delicious. Yeah, it gets like maybe ninety degrees, ninety five degrees, but the heat no. index, the heat index, and the humidity will take it to about one ten. And humidity is what kills you, or I guess I guess you could say literally kills you in Iowa because we get. I don't know how humid it gets in uh, Cali, but we're talking not, like not at all. No, 80, 90 percent humidity out here it yeah yeah i i trust me that that's yeah. the one thing that i miss about living in the bay area was there's no humidity there's limited bugs there's not many mosquitoes because when you come here mm-hmm. i'm like holy crap my fat ass gets lit up all the time for mosquitoes when i go fishing um, when i go to florida every year that's like dude they're looking for me 
They're like, there he is, boys. <laughs> they all funny. start sharpening their. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's eight. But like I said, you got to come try out ice fishing. If whenever you're ready to wear big, big boy pants, Woosa. come out, Woosa. And let us know. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on some, some, some. Actually, speaking of that, like, is what, there any... what are we going for? That's what I was going to ask you. Is there a specific species um, that you don't really get out there in California that you would love to get in the Midwest that we, we um, have? Um, I caught my very first walleye last year in Wisconsin. And then, uh, so we don't have walleye. We don't have pike. We don't have yellow perch. We don't have wipers either. We have all those. <laughs> you can catch all of those through the ice. Yeah. How about musky? Muskies are a little bit trickier. Yeah, they're a bit tricky. Yeah. You you can get them. You hear the occasional, um, but like like Kit said, it's it's very tricky. Um, uh-huh. I haven't caught a muskie yet. Open oh, water, yeah. you can catch. Yeah. You can catch largemouth through the ice. Yeah. Oh, fun, fun. <laughs> there, actually, there. Actually, that's that's all I had to say, right? <laughs> they actually are fun though. Largemouth through the ice are actually pretty damn fun, man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, no. What's we, like the water temperature though below the ice? Like mid 30s. Yeah. Yeah. oh it's cold like, trust me when you when, when you when you get that water when you catch that fish when you grab the fish yeah your hand's gonna be cold <laughs> no, no, no 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 when you guys grab the fish no no <laughs> <laughs> i'm not touching that water oh that's all you two yeah, no but, i can stand by and talk sh- yeah the deeper the the deeper the fish usually the warmer the water but just beneath the ice is like low 30s, like 33, 34, 35 degrees. Oh, but, God. Yeah. And then, you know, if I like, I have an underwater camera, it, that, I usually throw that down under all the way down near the bottom. It's maybe oh. 37 degrees down there. Okay. Using the aqua view? Uh, I had a mark them, but yeah, pretty much same thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I got all that fun goodies. Yeah. Hey, you can bring it ice fishing. Yes, you can. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Hey, right, so think... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. On the real, I'm tempted. Like, uh, I'm you... tempted to go ice fishing because, like, a lot of people have been asking for like ice fishing footage, and I say, you just want to see me there suffering. Is it? Is that the goal? <laughs> yes. Because right. there's going to be a lot of that. If it if it makes you feel better, we have those those little huts that are insulated. We have heaters. Like you can yeah. take yeah. yeah. Wear shorts and a t-shirt. Inside go on. Now we're to. on the right page. Yeah, yeah. go on. Yeah. Just as long as we can set up on fish, uh, that's that's a pretty good way to. Okay, to go in about the, it. like the nearest coffee shop to this location, <laughs> we'll just brew coffee out yeah, there. We can brew no, coffee. No, what out I'm there. saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, the cell service once you were on them and you got the hut up. <laughs> see, I don't oh. need to proclaim to be the ice fishing expert. Y'all experts could go out there and find them. And then I just show up when you're on them. Just like uh, this talk we had earlier. This sounds good. That makes sense. I'll, I'll show up with the white mocha and you guys like, we're on them. And then I'll just do some reeling and then you guys can stick your hands in that water. Oh, perfect. He's, perfect. All right. We got it all figured out. See, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> you you, you got to at least, you got to at least get the first fish that you ever catch through the ice. Yeah, for sure. I'll flip it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Okay, I'm so. not touching that water. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I see the I see the ice regrow like the ice is like and it does. over the people's holes and they're hitting it with a spoon and shit. It does. Yep. Like oh, pulpit wow. sock. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Well, you, it one, happens. One thing that always freaks out people when they first go ice fishing is the ice makes noise. Like when it's building ice, you know, the ice, it, it, it's only got one way to go, like either up or down. So it's like it'll, it'll pop. It's literally making like popping noise, like boo, 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 boo. Like it sounds like the Star Wars lasers, like choo, 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 choo. Hey, bro. So I'm, I'm really big. <laughs> You'll be fine. I, I, I'm just as big. Hey, with, width wise, huh? How, how heavy? How, how heavy? Oh, I'm. About I'm one forty. Yeah, I'm about. I'm one forty. I'm about one ninety. Dude, I'm two forty. I'm six six. So we'll be hey, all we'll, right, man. We'll hop in. We'll hop in the truck no, and drive out there. No, you guys will be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. You guys will be on the high end of the piece of the ice. I'll be on the end that's <laughs> sinking in, and you guys will be up on the high end, just hanging on to the top edge. I, I love how Kid give you the forewarning about the ice popping. It, it, it's true because that's the very first thing that people freak As out. We're walking on it. Yeah, I mean, or, but it's a good sound. It's a good. Walking. Yeah, you don't even that's, have to be walking. That's a good sound. All it's right, good, I like that positive reinforcement. This it's is a good. Great sound. That means ice is forming. I mean, when it's super cold, actually, when it's the colder it is, the uh-huh. louder the, the the pops make because oh it, yeah yeah it's just ice forming and then sometimes it, it vibrates you're like oh even I still until this day get a little little oh but because it vibrates when it pops because it's crazy. wait 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 so you're saying so what you guys are telling me is as we're walking out to the fishing spot I'm gonna hear large like loud cracking noises and then it's gonna shake it can yeah like it can once it relieves the pressure yeah. there'll be like a pressure like sometimes it's happened to me. It goes straight between your legs. I have a little uh-huh. pressure, a pressure cracker. I don't know what it's called. Pressure ridge. You like <laughs> goes right in between. Wait, your legs. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> so you're telling me a crack is going to go between my legs and then it's going to shake a little bit. Yeah, but it won't break. You'll be fine. It's because so the is there like is a Walmart thicker. close by that sells the pens. <laughs> <laughs> Because if I if I piss my snowsuit, that's gonna be a little upsetting. Mm. <laughs> It'll be all right. So, like, dude, are you guys wearing like Mount Everest clothes or what? Uh, you you gotta layer up. We have you know, and that's the one thing too. Uh, I always recommend floating suits. Um, you know, striker suits or even clam oh, makes them nowadays. Suits. Yeah, yeah, they have, they have the floating suits nowadays. So in case in case if you know emergency ever happens, if you do. The ice breaks, but hey, don't know. even talk about falling yeah. through the ice with you'll him. Be f- We're trying to convince <laughs> him. Sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold. If, if on it's emergency, here. it's it's just like when you're on a boat. You what? What do you what? wear? You wear a life jacket. Okay, it's yeah, no lion, no yeah. lion. Now here's the question: No lion. Yes. Have you guys seen someone fall through the ice? Through the ice, or did the leg go through the hole? It's a different because because there's some sometimes there are people Wait who drill like these ten foot holes. I don't know, 10, or, 10, inch, 10, 10 inch holes, 10, 10 inch. Inch, sorry, 10 inch holes. So a foot, <laughs> a foot can fall through that. Okay. Yeah. Like, that doesn't count. That doesn't okay. Count. That doesn't count. I'm talking like the ice breaking. Oh, like they're, the just, ice they're, they're happy ashes falling I, in. I've never. And the reason being is because I never go on ice less than four inches. And that's, that's the, wait a minute. There's minute. only four inches below us. No, that's the recommended that's, minimum. That's, yeah. That's the minimum recommend. Recommend. No, where's the, Thickest time of year. I'd say like beginning of February, end of okay, January. Okay, so yeah. February <laughs> sounds good. That's when Lots people are. Yeah, that's when on some lakes people are driving out on the ice in like trucks, yeah. like big trucks. I'm talking about like trucks. V8s, 
pulling a basically an RV behind them onto the ice on certain lakes, of course. Lake yeah, I could see myself doing that. You'll be good. Yeah. Okay, this isn't so bad. I ain't even that scared. Yeah, it'll be all right. Don't worry. I was just, uh, I'm probably gonna scream a few times. Though, I'll be honest. If I hear the ice crack, I may just scream. Do you know how those great lasers, this... those laser sounds? Yeah. Do you know how great the video will be with you on first ice? Yeah, when I pass out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Where the <laughs> ice cracks and I go to like sudden human death mode and sh- <laughs> like you ever seen the scared to death dial like the documentaries where they someone's scared to death and they just die. <laughs> yeah. We can get you on some fish that you don't get to catch normally. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that. There mm-hmm. you go. Is there mm-hmm. is there a bucket list fish for you right nowadays? Like in that you can think of? Uh, they... Probably. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, the dog tooth tuna is probably probably up there or a bluefin. Yeah, but I get I get seasick, so I gotta gotta fight those, dude. I can't even go on the little kids teacup rides. I get on those little teacups, man, and like all the dads are riding with their kids, like oh sweetheart. Hey. <laughs> and i'm the dad they're like oh that guy shouldn't have drank too much the night before so i'll just sell it man like oh no i just i just got a buzz going man i don't want to be that weak clean pops that's just laying there as the little kids are coming in they gotta walk by me you know when you go to that party with your friends and there's that dude that's already passed out because he drank too much early and everyone's got to walk by him that's how it is at like the little carnivals if i go on the little spinning rides with the kids nope i'll be the guy laying right there next to that white trashy dude taking the tickets to go on the rides <laughs> so you don't get yeah. to go out the, you don't get to go out there on the bay and go for like halibut and, and... i do oh okay i still do yeah, yeah i still do i just i just take it i just take it on the chin man okay that's like i did man. mma for 12 years i know i know how to eat it there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't that fun but yeah no i love shark fishing and stuff nice it's fun man yep for sure i do it all yeah, since you've done it all and you've been in the game for so long, so what's something new that you never experienced and is something that you want to uh, take part in for the first time? Besides I ice seen... fishing. <laughs> Besides <laughs> ice fishing. I, I do I do need to uh, pop my ice fishing cherry, so to speak, just because I need to. I need to say I did, and I need to at least catch something. I don't care if it's a little eight inch crappie or something. I'm cool with that. Um, but I seen on Instagram, I seen these dudes catching sailfish in a flat where they're wading like waist deep and they're casting to sailfish like Marlin style fish in a shallow flat where they're wading, walking around. That looked like the craziest thing before then it was catching, it was catching giant tarpon on artificial swim baits. And last year I, I landed three doing that and which was just insane most people bait fishing have to go out four or five times to get one just bait fishing. Um, and I landed on big giant swim baits three on my first trip. Uh, very lucky. Luckily the people I was with uh, were dialed in and knew what they were doing, but man, that, that was a crazy unreal experience. I hooked into one probably over a couple hundred pounds, my first one. And the thing starts doing like crazy cartwheels, like just 50 feet in front of the boat. And my buddy, I'm like, dude, we, you think we can land this? He's like, if you had like three hours, yeah, this fish ain't gonna, this fish ain't even gonna let you even have a chance. And we're using 90 pound fluorocarbon leaders, dude. And like five minutes in, snaps off, comes back, just a mango leader. I'm like, oh my God, my heart was racing. My arms were pumped out. And he's like, you ready to land one now? <laughs> dude, 
when you if you fight two tarpon in a day like you're ready to go home like no joke yeah. those things pull so hard dude they never stop they never stop yeah. and if they do stop they're catching their air they turn into the current and they and they're breathing to where when you do pull on them again they go full power again so like you're trying to force the fish to do a handstand or jump the whole time so the so the water's not rushing through their gills hmm. oh. it's crazy because everybody in the boat's like handstand and make it do a handstand make it jump make it do a handstand like we're not going to land it pull harder pull harder i'm like dear god this is not a bass <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing now people just gotta go they gotta go youtube and google uh tarpons it's it's pretty intense like i couldn't even imagine it like holy cow like the the fight how long the fight is i would uh-huh. you get exhausted like you just said you catch two done for the day yeah so the u.s product u.s product developer for savage gear america is jose chavez one of one of my good buddies living over there in tampa and when I go in town and visit Jose and we're going over new products and designing stuff, like I, I, I help develop all the new Savage Gear America's products. And um, when I go over there, we don't leave until like 10 o'clock at nighttime and we go out under the overpasses on the mm-hmm. highways and we fish the lights for tarpon. The freeway is literally like three feet over our head and we're throwing giant baits like rawr, rawr, and the giant tarpon are in the lights and they're around the bridge columns. Dude, it's freaking crazy. And they have this type of plankton that glows to where when your line touches it, it goes wink and it looks like a like a laser beam. So you you have to use lighter diameter line and you don't want to move your line fast. Otherwise, the tarpons see it light up and they get scared and swim away. Wow. wow. It's bioluminescence. It's the craziest thing. You're driving hmm. like at midnight in the blackness. OK. And then you look behind. It looks like someone's running over glow sticks the whole time behind your boat. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> It's surreal, dude. Yeah. It's so crazy. Man, that's mm-hmm. insane. So all this, man, that's uh, like companies like that you work with now that, you know, you, you help develop and everything. What What is, I guess you say your brand and everything, right? Because you, you kind of build your brand. There you go. You, you talk about uh-huh. that a little bit. Like, what, what are you, what are you all involved in? Like, can you explain a little bit? And how do you even get involved? So someone like me or anybody who are, wants to get involved with in the fishing industry. So if somebody was like getting wanted to get into the fishing industry, you know, business wise, mm-hmm. um, what do you recommend and, and how did you get started and everything? So I'll tell you the key nowadays. Um, there's a million people making YouTube videos. I'm not going to tell you to not go out there and make YouTube videos. If you want to watch yourself fish, go for it and do it. Um, and that may end up being your path. What I'm really going to tell you is you need to go to fishing trade shows is what you need to go and exhibit shows. And, and stay avid in the fishing industry, get involved in the tournament industry as like a co-angler, get to know people involved in this industry. Believe it or not, it's actually a really relatively small industry in all of fishing, believe it or not. You know, it's uh, everybody knows each other. I'll tell you what, just making YouTube videos and just being an avid fisherman, really, um, that's not the way. I'll tell you what, it, it's not. You got to go to these fishing trade shows. You got to go to fishing exhibits. You got to get to know the guys. It helps to know guys in the tournament industry because, you know, some of them will work with different companies that manufacture baits and stuff. So you'll get to know the right people. But I'm telling you what, it's this is an industry of who you know. And you got to be likable. Um, don't come across as a douche. Don't be like me. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you got to be likable. You got to be friendly with the guys there. Um, you got to go talk about the products and you got to see them pretty often, you know, and like, so they'll get to know you you got to become familiarized and 
And then when you do talk to the guys, be like, hey, check out my content or, hey, I, I you know, fish a lot of local tournaments out here. I really like your guys' products and get to know who's in charge of that and let them make the decision to give you a deal or send you some baits. And, and that's just how it happens. You kind of got to you got to befriend the companies that work in this industry. And, and this is not a uh, white collar industry by any means. It's it's this blue collar. And these are all good old boys. You know, every time I go to a trade show, we're going out, we're eating steaks, we're having a good time, we're cracking jokes. These are all good people. And, you know, that's even the path I've taken uh, with my career now in this industry is I will only work for companies that I believe in. I, I've walked away from a few different companies. I just didn't like the people running the companies. And and now the, the companies I'm involved with, I get like direct feedback. I get hands-on. I'm one of the, I'm on the product development team for Savage Gear. Um, the president over there, I'm good friends with. The product developer, I'm good friends with. The videographer, I'm good friends with. Like they're just good people. The headbanger guys, they're all, they all live in Sweden and I got to know them. They flew out here and we went fishing together. We hung out and they're good people. They teach me how to say dirty jokes in, in Swede, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I teach them how to say, you know, filthy English, bad words. And it's just, you know, that's, it's that guy stuff. It's that bonding, man. If these guys weren't cool, I wouldn't work with them. I really wouldn't guys. I would just uh, auction off fun fishing trips on my Facebook and uh, just do it like that. I don't have to work with these companies. I'm just interested. I like what these companies are doing. I like the new products they're developing. I'm fascinated. I like going to fish with them in their countries or their part of the United States. And it's just, they became friends of mine. And, and this is why I'm working with a lot of these companies. And if it's a company who didn't have the angler's interest in mind or best interest in mind, I, I would be looking for an exit. I really would. Be who you are and, and get to know people. There's a million people, I'll tell you right now, my company Sticks Fishing is my rods. I'll talk about this in a minute. What you guys should know is every single day, um, we probably get 10 to 20 messages of people saying, hey, can we get free fishing rods? I fish my local tournaments. And trust me, I would love to send every one of those people free fishing rods, but unfortunately, I have to pay for them. <laughs> I'm not rich. I fish for a living. I do all right. But and it's like, I tell these guys, you know, I can't do that. I can't afford to do that. You know, I'll go follow you on your social media and I'll check it out. And some of these are really great people. Some of these are really great guys. But the more often I see these guys, you know, or they buy a rod and they tag me and they go, I liked it for this action. I see that. And I see they have invested interest. And guess what I'll do now and then? I will go send them a code to give them a rod and I will pay for that. I pay for that because I see they have invested interest. You know, they're making themselves active. Be a doer, not a talker, is what I'm what I'm getting at. Be a good person, show what you're capable of, and, and companies will recognize as long as you communicate to us and open up lines of conversation. And that's really what it comes down to. And and this is actually coming back to my fishing rod sticks fishing stixfishing.com. When it came to fishing rod companies, I'll be honest, like I, I used to do stuff with iRod and stuff in the past, and Matt Newman's a great guy. Um, but I, I had my own vision of how I wanted to start rods, so I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, but nobody ever made a complete set of rods for bass fishing to be multi-purpose. Like, it's all like technique specific. It's like this lure, this rod, this lure, this rod. And I travel the country, some, sometimes, out, you know, out of the country. Dude, I own... I probably still own over a couple hundred rods. No joke. It's, it's excessive. And when I started traveling all over outside of my state, I said, well, I need more versatile setups that I can do a variety of stuff with. I'll bring extra line or a couple different reels with other stuff spooled on it, but I needed versatility. 
And I told my buddy, Travis Moran, who was the host of Lucky Tackle Box at the time, been on all these TV shows. He's the host of FLW Fishing. I said, I want to start a company where we make so many rods that are versatile, that can do everything and, and make it a superior rod that we only sell online, direct to customer store, we can keep the cost down. And he's like, okay, dope, I'm in. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I, he was like, all right, let's do that. So I said, okay, I want to make like eight of the most versatile rods. So I made eight and I'm like, I think I can get it down to seven, right? So then I'm like, I change everything else, spend a bunch of money. And he goes, dude, if you can make it six, so we can have six sticks. So sticks is synonymous with six versatile rods. That would just be insanely sick and we'll color code them. Uh, we'll put the scale on the rods and we'll make a superior rod and we'll sell them for a hundred bucks a piece. So we did it after me breaking the bank, very risky. <laughs> I literally spent almost three years developing the six most versatile bass fishing rods you can own. And because I did, you had to do every single technique. You had to use every single bait. Um, it had to be specific to the time of year. I needed to be able to do everything to where I had to have the rods for almost three full years to make sure the seasons and the style of baits I was fishing were consistent to where I wanted the rods. Mm. Like that's how much R and D went into these things. And then I realized like, shipping from our company and the tubing the packaging ended up costing me a lot so i said let's i came back to travis my business partner i said dude what if we sold all six for 500 bucks that's less supplies we have to send and we can package the full set at the same time and he's like well that's also passing them on a hell of a savings and i said dude let's do it we're making a little bit of money from it it's good we can keep the business rolling and growing our margins are small we have very few people in the company. We employ like eight people total. So we did it. I said six rods for 500 bucks. These rods are all worth 200 bucks a piece. Compare them to any $200 rod in the store. They're, they're superior mm. in, in every single way. I made these suckers so badass. It, it's freaking epic, man. I, I can never go back now. It's like, even if the company didn't do good, I would have to like buy my own supply and just <laughs> never go back. But that's the thing about fishing poles, man. It's not like you're going to buy it every, you know what I'm saying? They last for years. If you mm -hmm. maintain them and you take care of them, they'll last you lifetimes, actually. Clean them. <laughs> clean them. <laughs> you I, clean don't them? Clean, I don't clean my oh, rods. Oh, yeah. That, I wanted to ask you guys, you guys clean your rods? What? Hell no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> man, someone's got too much time on their hands over here, bro. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> man, me neither. I don't do that. I don't know. Yes, he does. He doesn't fish enough. Hello, hey, <laughs> come on, man. I try. In the comment section, once again, week, week, week. <laughs> oh man, it's been awesome, man. Appreciate this, man. Um, you got yeah, anything sure. else for? You got anything else for Nick Kent? I mean, I and it's like I kind of want you whenever you have free time to come back again and just enlighten us about you and business and life man because this is uh it's been a good time man i appreciate it yeah you guys are good people man it's fun hanging out i'm having a good yeah. time yeah well all i got is uh so what what is next for nick the informative informative fisherman uh where can people get a hold of you you know like how do they get a hold of your rods things mm -hmm. like that yeah for my rods it's sticksfishing.com stixfishing.com at sticksfishing on all the social media um my show is informative fisherman I'm on Instagram, uh, TikTok now. I actually did that. Got 50,000 followers. Heck, fast. I don't even know why. I think it was because me screwing around on there the whole time actually <laughs> helped. And then um, 
my informativefisherman.com, my Facebook. My Facebook's grown way faster than my YouTube, mm. uh, which is funny. We had the two, uh, in 2019, we had the two, two top comedy fishing videos. I don't know if you guys ever watched Tip Town or Get the Net. I, I, see I have not. Was that the one that uh, was that your? Is that your? Uh, was that your friend or your brother? That everybody thinks he's my brother. Um, okay. That's my but my buddy Matt Fraser. We look like each other, but he's got a goatee, so yeah. people call him Evil If because he's got the goatee. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's like a little comedy sketch. Um, I think like he, he <laughs> the, yeah, he that was yeah. good. So yeah, I, I have like because you asked me about comedy earlier, so we have like. I've, I've wrote over 200 comedy scripts and for fishing stuff I want to do, but this whole virus thing is kind of like keeping yeah. me back from filming a lot of this. So there's going to be a ton of comedy coming up guys, a ton of good instructional. Um, I'm spending time hanging out with guys on podcasts and stuff, just having a blast. Um, I will share when I share techniques, it's in full on detail. I'm not giving basics anymore. I'm not going to do generic tutorials anymore. They're going to be advanced level stuff. You're going to get every single detail you never even heard of about techniques on my videos. I do not care how many subscribers I get anymore. That is not important to me. I am not a view whore. I am not a social media whore. I'm just a dude who loves fishing and wants to share it with the rest of the world. That's it, man. I think um, at the end of the day, that's that's the reason why you're successful because you're doing it for all the right reasons man so uh yeah so much. i love fishing <laughs> exactly hey, I, I feel you man i can't i can't, <laughs> I can't wait till the the kids my, at least that my two youngest are a little bit bigger so i can get out a little bit more um yeah to, to, to do Four what you guys girls, do man yeah. it's life man it's all good it. uh, you know it's it's a blessing it is it is man love enjoy them. it enjoy love it. it they're gonna grow up fast on you man enjoy it i hear you man so Thank you so All much, gentlemen. I've, I've had a blast, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, All it the knowledge fun, and everything. We, we got to do it again, and then we got to make sure you get your ass on the ice with us, man. All yeah. right. I'll try to brave it out. All right. This is going to sound a little cliche, but it was informative. <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been really fun. <laughs> it informative. All right, guys. Have a good night. You too. All right. And like there's a raccoon trying to get my shop right now <laughs> but fish the co-angler side dude i'm like i thought it was coming in on me uh oh sorry about that they keep trying to call me <laughs> importante um, you... oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> this guy this guy's too popular too popular <laughs> sorry sorry about that guys no, it's all good I, I, i'm sure it's gonna come again so if it happens, I'm going to hang up and tell him I'll call him right back. So just <laughs> bear with me here. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm not going to pull. All right. I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> right. You can edit this part out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.